increasing and multiplying one's reward and virtues based on which a person will have a place in, in paradise. It is an opportunity to get a higher, a higher degree in paradise and also to be protected from the punishment of hellfire. And all of these are great matters and can only be achieved or are mainly to be achieved in this blessed month of Ramadan. This is why Allah has allowed us to live and see this month. Now we know that in the day it is prescribed that we fast. And through fasting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving sin. But also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us sabr and patience. Because we need patience and we need perseverance in our journey of life. Whether that is to do with the matters of dunya and our dealings with one another, or whether that is to do with what is expected to us, uh, of us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remain firm on obedience is not easy. And to stay away from disobedience is also not easy. Why? Because the heart of the human being is constantly changing and it is affected by, by the environment, what, what, what it sees, what it hears, what it thinks about, what, what it speaks about. And so it's not easy to stay on just one level. And the way we gain that patience and the way we gain that perseverance is through fasting the days of Ramadan. And also you gain this awareness of Allah because you are going without food and drink and no one is aware of it. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so to have, to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fast of Ramadan is allowing us to um, gain more consciousness. And then come the nights of Ramadan are to draw close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The purpose of the night of Ramadan is that you perform worship and you involve yourself in worship in order to maximize the benefit. So in the day, you did as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked of you, stayed away from food and drink and fulfilling one's desires. In the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you now to stand in worship before Him. And the standing in worship at night is one of the descriptions of the people of paradise and those who are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah said, Alaykum biqiyamil layl. He encouraged us to worship at night. Stay away from food and And drink. the worship of the night is known as the standing of the night. Because the best form of worship you can do in the night is what? Stand in prayer. عَلَيْكُمْ بِقِيَامِ اللَّيْنِ فَإِنَّهُ دَأْبُ الصَّالِحِينَ قَبْلَكُمْ It is the way of the righteous before you. There is a relationship between 
standing in worship at night and righteousness and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only those who are righteous are capable of it on a regular basis. And this is why some of the Salihin said it is impossible for a munafiq to offer to be consistent in tahajjud and the worship of the night. It is not possible because the munafiq does not really intend to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's seeking to please people. And at night people are asleep and don't know what he's doing. And so why, why should he worship at night? And so it is the way of the righteous. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in many places of the Quran his righteous servants. He says, They would sleep very little in the night. What happens in the rest of the night? They are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then when they've spent a major portion of their night in worship, the early hours of the morning, they are seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so they are worshipping Allah and then seeking forgiveness. Just like we pray salah, what's the first thing we say after salah? Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Because they realize that actually I can never worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he deserves. And so I seek forgiveness for my shortcoming in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is also pleasing to Allah azza wa Rasulullah said, it is the way of the salihin, of the righteous. And why, why do the righteous choose to worship at night? Because they know it is pleasing to Allah. The reason it is most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that during the night, either people are in a state of ghafla, heedlessness, they are asleep. And so, you know, unaware of their surroundings, whether that's Allah or worldly matters or akhirah matters, they are, you know, asleep. And then there is a second group of people who use the darkness of the night or Utilize that in sinning and displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and transgressing the, the bounds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so generally people are in two categories. Either they're asleep or they are involved in, in sin. The third is some are fulfilling their, their desire. They are spending time with uh, their spouse and what have you. And they are engaged and all those are also not thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the time. And then you have this group of people who stand and forsake their beds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Their sides move away from their beds. They implore and they besiege and they supplicate to their lords, fearing his punishment and the consequences of their sins, and hoping for his mercy and hoping for his reward. So it is pleasing to Allah. Rasulullah said that Allah smiles when a, when a servant of his stands from, from the bed. Allah smiles, meaning that Allah is pleased with this person. And he says to the angels, look at my servant. He has separated himself from his beloved 
and he has removed himself from his place of comfort and he is stood worshipping me. So it is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah says it is a means by which one's sins are forgiven. Allah says in a hadith, Innakum nahar. You are sinning day and night. As human beings, we are constantly sinning. This is something that Allah decreed on us. Whether we are sinning knowingly, unknowingly, due to our desires, or uh, due to habit, or rebelling against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever the reason, we are going to sin. And we sin day and night. And so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for those who wake up to worship Allah azza wa in the night, Allah expiates their sins from them. And He forgives their sins. And lastly, actually, He says, مَطْرَدَةٌ لِلشَّيْطَانِ Rasulullah says that waking up at night and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at night keeps shaitan at bay. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports that person. When you make an effort and you show your your need to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah comes to your support. And if Allah comes to your support, then your enemy is what? Defeated, which is shaitan. And so Allah Azza wa Jal, without the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we cannot overcome shaitan. This is why the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam That, oh Allah, I seek refuge from the evil of myself, of my lower self, and I seek refuge in you from shaitan. Because shaitan is the creation of Allah. And he invites us day and night. He is inviting us to do, to do evil. And he has many ways. Right? And he has... A lot of experience. He has been from Adam alayhi salam. Tens of thousands of years. He has been with uh, the Anbiya alayhi salam and the Rusul and the righteous people and the likes of Fir'aun and Qarun and Haman and Abu Jahl and Umayyah and the likes, uh, the leaders of Kufr. So he has been with all of these people and he understands your, your nature and he knows how to deviate you or how to take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at times he'll come at you from what you perceive to be good Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Kahf قُلْ هَلْ أُنَبِّيُكُمْ بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ أَعْمَالَ أَلَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعْيُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحْسِنُونَ صُنْعًا that shaitan deceives certain people they think they are doing good وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ مُصْلِحُونَ Allah says, when these people are told, don't cause mischief in the land, don't cause corruption in the land, they say, we are not, we're trying to fix things. That is the work of shaitan. They perceive that they are doing good when they are doing evil. And so by standing in worship at night, you become what? A friend 
a close friend to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you become a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah is the helping and supporting friend of believers. He removes them from darknesses into light. And so darknesses are the different paths that shaitan calls to. Dhulumat. And the light is the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that leads to what? Where does it lead? Jannah. Allah says, Wallahu yad'u ila daris salam. Allah is inviting you to the home of peace, the abode of peace. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inviting us to paradise. And shaitan invites to what? As shaitanu ya'idukum al faqr wa ya'murukum bil fahsha. Shaitan does what? He creates fear in your mind. Fear of poverty. And he commands you to do evil. And on the, on the day of Qiyamah, Rasulullah said that on the day of Qiyamah, Shaitan is going to stand and make a sermon amongst his people. So you'll have Shaitan and everybody that's going to hell around him. And he will stand and he say, People, do not blame me. <laughs> when matters have been finalized, I, those who are to enter paradise are entering paradise and those who are to enter hellfire are entering hellfire. <laughs> Everything has been decided and announced. وَقَالَ الشَّيْطَانِ Shaitan will say, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَعَدَكُمْ وَعَدَ الْحَقِّ Allah made you a truthful promise. Allah made you a true promise. وَوَعَدْتُكُمْ فَأَخْلَفْتُكُمْ I made you a promise. But I broke mine. وَمَا كَانَ لِي عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانِ I had no power over you, no control over you. I invited you and you gave up the invitation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You turned away from the invitation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you accepted my invitation. And so who's to blame? You should blame yourselves. Do not blame me. Blame yourselves. I cannot help you. You can call on me all you want. I cannot help you. And you cannot help me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that on the day of Qiyamah, those who were followers, you know, you have leaders and followers. And so in evil also, you have leaders and followers. In good, you have leaders and followers. And so those who will enter hellfire and were followers, on the day of Qiyamah, they will say to their leaders, well, we followed you, so, you know, you should take some of our punishment. They will even say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قَالَتْ أُخْرَاهُمْ لِأُولَاهُمْ رَبَّنَا هَؤُلَاءِ أَضَلُّونَا فَآتِهِمْ عَذَابًا ضِعْفًا فِي النَّارِ They will say, Ya Allah, these people were our leaders. They led us to your displeasure and to hellfire. And so, Ya Allah, please multiply their punishment. Make it more intense. Because we were deceived by them. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالَ لِكُلِّ ضِعْفٌ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَعْلَى You do not need to tell me this. I am aware of who caused what, and who did what, and who is responsible for what, and everybody will receive their share of punishment. But the summary is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects those who stand in worship because they become 
his friends. And Allah says that in Allah Allah protects his friends. So he'll protect you from shaitan. And it protects from sin. That if a person spends their look, look at the, the day of Ramadan is a perfect example. We offer tahajjud and salah. It is only known as taraweeh. Taraweeh comes from uh, because so the history of taraweeh is that when Rasulullah when Ramadan was first prescribed, the first night Rasulullah came out after Salatul Isha, and he gathered Sahaba gathered and he offered taraweeh. He offered salah at night. The second night, word got spread, more people came. The third night, even more people came. The fourth night, Rasulullah did not come out until Salatul Fajr. When he eventually came out, he said, I am aware that you were all praying. And so they didn't just sit around. <laughs> they all engaged themselves in prayer individually. When Rasulullah came out in Fajr, he said, I was aware of your presence, but I did not want that this salah be made compulsory on you. This is the mercy of Rasulullah because then it would become very difficult. You have to fast during the day and you have to pray during the night. That is extremely difficult. And so what happened from that point onwards is that people would just pray individually, small groups, Sahaba would gather either in the masjid or would gather in, in homes and offer salah together, tahajjud. In the time of Umar, radiallahu anhu, he sought to unify all the people behind one person because he came to the haram and he saw that people are all praying individually. And he said it would be better to all gather them because the purpose, one of the purposes of the worship at night in Ramadan is to listen to the Quran, to connect with Allah subhanahu wa through listening to the Quran. And so he gathered them and, and they uh, offered 20 rak'ah in order to make them short, right? And, and so the sunnah of Rasulullah um, generally throughout um, the year is to offer 8 to 10 rak'ah and then adding water to them but Aisha radiallahu anha says do not ask about their lengths very lengthy and so what Umar radiallahu anhu sought to do is to do what increase the number of rak'ah so the recitation is not too lengthy for people that they are going to have to stand for a very long time and after every four units so praying two two and then after every four units people would just take a break raha and so it it, it became known as what taraweeh how did we get here yes so you you we are rasulullah says that man qama ramadana imanan wahtisaban the one who stands in worship in, during the month of ramadan believing in allah and hoping hoping for what mercy forgiveness that allah will grant me paradise that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect me from sin that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fulfill my needs and so all of the people that need to connect with Allah, they all stand at night in worship. And they all have different, different ones. Some of them are worshipping out of love. They love Allah. Like one, uh, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhu, when he came to die, he said, 
I have, I will not miss anything from this world, except for the hunger and thirst in the day when I am fasting, and the efforts that it would take to stay up at night in worship. One of the Salihin said, uh, That a day cannot be good and would not be good. When is our good day? When we've made good money. <laughs> you know, the day you made good money, you got that little bonus or whatever, you say, oh, mashallah, this is a blessed day. <laughs> Right? Or you achieved something that you were working very hard to achieve uh, or you fulfilled some desire of yours. You said, this is a very good day I have achieved. But this righteous servant of Allah, he says that no day is good without your remembrance. And so through your remembrance, my days become good. If there is no remembrance, my day is bad. And the night cannot be good without what? Our nights, some entertainment, good company, and then very deep sleep. Alhamdulillah. And we wake up and we say, what? I slept like a baby. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Astaghfirullah. Yeah, how far away we are from these people. He says what? The night cannot be good without conversating with you. Without communicating with you. I do not enjoy my nights. And so some are worshipping out of love. Some are worshipping out of fear. They are standing because, you know, perhaps they have sinned in the past. They've lived a, a, a disobedient life in the past. And so they're trying to catch up and make up for it. They say, Ya Allah, forgive me. I am worshipping. Forgive me. Some wake up and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they know this is the time when Allah grants his favors. And so they have needs. And they know that it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that fulfill my needs. Whether those are related to themselves or their family members or whatever it is. Worldly needs or the needs of akhirah. They know with certainty that it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is in control. So during the day they take the means and do what is expected of them. But at night they stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ya Allah fulfill my fulfill my needs and so during this blessed month of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is training us to build this relationship and so we should take care of this taraweeh you know you should not be often people say oh well if you don't pray taraweeh then your fast is not accepted this is a major misconception no even if you don't pray your taraweeh you don't pray at night okay if you regularly do it and 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 you are you know staying up engage in whatever and you don't worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is you are showing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, negligence right that you are not willing to fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah and so you may be sinful for that but let's say for example a person works in the day and they are fasting and at night they go to sleep they break their fast pray their maghrib time of Isha comes they pray Isha and go to bed their fast is accepted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not unjust right and so the worship of the night is encouraged, highly encouraged, strongly encouraged, but it, is, it still remains what? Optional. 
But we should take care of it so that it becomes a habit outside of Ramadan. It is only by taking care of it that you actually start to enjoy that communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or else you won't enjoy it. Like Rasulullah said, Many a people will stand in worship at night and gain nothing except for sleeplessness. <laughs> Just sacrifice sleep, that's all. They don't gain anything, they don't feel anything. And so it requires what? It requires, uh, first and foremost, a, 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 a firm intention. You know, not just Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, don't know. Yeah, brother, what rak'ah? Yeah, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, salamu alaykum. Let's go. This one is slow, this one is fast. Let's pray behind the one that's fast. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Let's go to this masjid, they only do eight. This one do eight, but they don't do khatm. They only read three verses, right? And we just see it like a burden. Don't see it as a burden. Yes, we are weak and we fasted during the day and the day was long and whatever. <laughs> Allah knows this. But then, in your weakness, stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and endure that pain for Allah. And say, Allah, look, you know, I am doing what I can. You've asked me to do this, so I am stood here. And I know that I am only doing it through the tawfiq and ability that you have given me. And Rasulullah says that the person who stands behind the Imam, this is for our brothers and sisters who, who are eight rak'ah. Rasulullah says that the one who stands behind the Imam until the Imam completes the Salah, he will gain reward as if he has prayed throughout the night. Meaning you will have reward like you have stood in worship from Maghrib until Salatul Fajr. Right? And so at the very least, you know, uh, try, to, try to stay until one Imam finishes. We kind of have a change at 10 Rak'ah. And so try to trying to stay until one Imam finishes so that you fulfill this reward, right? that you've stood, you fulfill this hadith, that you've stood uh, with, with one Imam until, until he's finished. This is just you know, um, a suggestion, right? Uh, but inshallah, if I know that people are engaged in work and family commitments and what have you. And so whatever you are able to do, good. And if you are not able to come to the masjid, Right? Extremely tired or you're working hours don't allow you to or whatever the reason you live very far from the masjid or you have responsibilities and looking after young ones and you're not coming to the masjid, pray at night. Pray at home. Pray at home. Establish a small jama'ah at home. Read only قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدْ قُلْ عَدَ رَبِّ الْفَلَقْ قُلْ عَدَ رَبِّ النَّاتِ But try to lengthen the salah a little bit. Right? And so recite slowly. Not Allahu Akbar to the Right? Quick, quick, quick. No. Lengthen the salah a bit. Take your time. In your ruku' instead of saying Subhan Rabbi Al-Azim, you know, once or three times, do it five times, seven times. Likewise, in your sujood, lengthen and then make dua to Allah. Make, get into the habit of making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look, if you pray 20 rak'ah, you pray 8 rak'ah, you pray 4 rak'ah. You have two sujood in each rak'ah. That's 40 sujoods. That is 40 du'as that you can make to Allah. That is 40 du'as that can be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Different ones. Right? If you pray eight, then you have 16 sujood. In 16 sujood, you can make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your sujood. Whatever language you speak. Doesn't need to be, you know, du'a from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu In your language, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask him for health, ask him for, you know, tranquility, peace of mind, peace of... Uh, uh, fi financial uh, stability, asking for your children, right? 
for your spouse, family members, your friends, ask for paradise, ask for uh, good character, ask for a close relationship with him, ask for forgiveness, so many things to ask for. And so make a list of them in your, in your mind, make a list. Today I'm going to ask for these things. And so you're going to be present in that taraweeh. When you know that I'm going to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I'm going to ask Allah for my needs. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us more understanding and to enable us to ask accordingly.